Okay, good evening everyone. The subject tonight share is our interactions with the nations of the world and understanding our role. So I want to take a small portion of the parsha that is something that seems to be an insignificant little piece, but I believe it carries with it something very important for us. So let's get context. The Jewish people are standing now on the eastern bank, and they're about to go into Eretz Israel. They haven't conquered the eastern bank yet of the Jordan, but they're on the border of Eretz Israel. And the country that stands between them and the land of Israel is the country known as Edom. You know, when I was in Israel about a year ago, so a friend of ours took us in the car towards the Dead Sea, and he said, look over there. Do you see the color? I said, yeah, it looks a bit reddish. He said, correct. That's the land of Edoim. That's the land of Edoim. Edoim is a country that is named after the person who was known as the red one, which is Asav. Why was Asav known as the red one? So he was a Roykop, but that wasn't the reason why he was called Edoim. He was called Edom because he gave up the firstborn rites, the service in the temple, the second, the double portion, living in Israel, burying in, in the cave of the patriarchs, all of that for a bowl of lentil soup. Now, if it was a bowl of my mother's pea soup, I could hear it because it's so good. But a bowl of lentil soup, come on, come on. How can you give it up for that? And because of that, to his eternal disgrace, he's called Edom. Now, here was the country of Edom, the descendants of Esau, and we come to the border. Now, we could have gone round, and in fact, later we are going to go round. But there is an interchange now. Moshe sends messengers to Edom, to the king of Edom, the Torah doesn't say his name. His name says the Ramban was Hadar. And he goes to Hadar and he says, he sends a message like this. So says your brother Yisrael. Stop. Your brother? One second. Yaakov and Esav were brothers. Why is he calling the Jewish people brothers with Edom? We're not considered brothers with Goyim. In fact, when a non-Jew converts, he's considered to be like a newborn person. How can he call himself brothers of Edom, the Edomites? Question one. You know all the troubles that we went through. Our fathers went down to Egypt. We stayed in Egypt many days. When the Egyptians did bad to us, and to our forefathers. Who cares if you're an Edomite? Think about it. You came from Esau. Esau hated Yaakov. You've got a country. The Jewish people, you know what they did to Egypt. Everybody saw the sea rise. Everybody heard the silence when the Torah was given. Everybody knew Egypt was the main superpower. The world was brought to its knees. Why does Moshe have to tell him this? And furthermore, what do you mean... That the Egyptians did bad to us and our forefathers. Our forefathers died long before any servitude in Egypt. Moshe continues. And do you know, King Hadar, how we got out of Egypt? 
Now, what are you going to tell an Edomite? Huh? You'll tell him, you know, we had a good leader, had a politician, we had arms. We cried out to Hashem and he heard our voice. And he sent a messenger and took us out of Egypt. And now here we are by the border, the edge of your border. Why is he telling him that Tzvila took us out? Who cares if you're an Edomite? And now comes to the crunch. Please let us pass through your land. We're not going to go on any fields. We're not going to trample any vineyards. And we're not going to drink water from the well. We will go the way of the king. We won't move right or left until we pass your border. Now, why does he say we're not going to drink from the well? Assuming a country as big as Edom would have had more than one water supply, more than one well. Why does he say we're not going to drink from the well in the singular? Furthermore, why does he say we're not going to move right or left till we pass your border? Say where you're going. We're going to Eretz Yisrael. Doesn't mention that. So why on earth does Moshe need to even ask this Edomite to go through? And furthermore, strange, why all these, these bits of information that really the Edomite won't care about? And what's the result? Edom says, Loi Savorbi, you can't go through. List, I come out to greet you with my sword. Why is he especially mentioning a sword? Tell him I'm going to fight. Okay. So let's understand first and foremost. Edwin comes from Asov. Now, we know different nations of the world have different powers, different abilities, different qualities, etc. Our rabbis tell us that Asov, who was the brother of Yaakov, and he came from Yitzchok, Avrom, could have been so great, he would have been numbered as one of the Avois. So it would have been the God of Avram, Yitzhak, Esau, and Yaakov. So we're not talking about a cheap person over here. We're not talking about a small guy. We're talking about someone really big who messed up badly, which means that even though he messed up, but in him and in his gene pool are recipe. It's a recipe for greatness. There's great potential over there from Esau. So now, Says Moshe to the children of Asaf, so says your brother Israel. Do you remember who you come from? You come from the home of Yitzchak Avinu. Understand that. You guys have got unbelievable abilities. Come on. We're right here. Come and learn from us. Come and join the Torah. Something. Epis. As they say in Yiddish. A little bit. Furthermore, do you remember what Avram Avinu said? And you know what Avram Avinu said. You come from him. Avram Avinu said, that Hashem said, excuse me, that the children from Avram Avinu are going to be in suffering and then they're going to merit to go live in Eretz Israel. Now, which one of the descendants of Avram suffered, went through a Kurabazo, an iron furnace? That was the Jewish people. That was from Yaakov. Do you understand that? The children from Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim and we suffered and we came out, which means Hashem wants to give us Eretz Yisrael. You know that. Look what He gave us. Look. 
And furthermore, tell me, did we go out of Egypt through weapons, through war? No. We went out through out of Egypt, you know how? Through Tefillah. We called to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Tefillah, and he answered us against all odds. It was impossible for us to get out. Egypt was the most powerful country in the entire world. We were slaves. How do you bring it to its absolute knees? The answer is through Hashem. Continues. Why does he say that we suffered and our forefathers suffered? He was hinting to them as well. That you have to know that Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, these great personalities, they still live on in the next world. And when we suffered in Egypt, they also felt that sad. They also felt that pain. In fact, in um, Parshish Mishpatim, at the end of Parshish Mishpatim, when it talks about the giving of the Torah there, and it recounts certain sections that were left out of Yisroi, it says that the, that the, the Jews, the 70 elders, Nodav, Aviyu, Aaron, Moshe, they saw before Hashem's throne a Livna Sasapir, a sapphire brick. Why a sapphire brick? Because Hashem was always reminding himself, so to speak, of the suffering of the Jewish people. So can you imagine? This was a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even the Avos and Imos, our forefathers and foremothers, they feel what's going on. You've got to know there's another world, Erdoim. And now he says like this, let us pass through the land. We will not drink the water of the well. Why the well in the singular? Because we've got our water. We don't need your water. But we want to create a certain benefit to you for us coming through. So therefore, we're not going to drink from our well of Miriam, that beautiful rock that sprayed out water for the whole Jewish people. We won't drink from that. We'll definitely use our money to buy from you, to benefit you if we go through. And we will go wherever the king tells us, wherever the king tells us, we won't move right or left. Have a chalik, have a portion in what we're going to do to go over to Eretz Israel. So what is Moshe Rabbeinu doing over here? We didn't need to go through it quicker. So what? He's giving them an opportunity. Wake up. Wake up from your lives. Wake up. You guys have unbelievable potential. Come on. What did they say? Vayomel of Edom. It doesn't say the king. It says Edom, the country. Because every single person in Edom agreed with us. We're not letting you through. And if you try, we'll come up with a sword. Why the sword? When Esau came in and realized that Yaakov took the bracha from Yitzchak. So what happened was he came and he cried. And Yitzchak said, I don't have a bracha. And he cried some more. Please, something. He could see, he really felt that he wanted it. So Yitzchak said, You will live by your sword. Says the king of Edom with the nation back to Moshe. You come with your blessing of Tefillah. will come with our blessing of the sword. Unbelievable. When a person doesn't want to see the truth, he will do anything. <coughs> Excuse me. To avoid that. 
Here you see before your eyes miracles, wonders, the blessing, the fulfillment. And what do you say? Well, you know what? Yitzhak told us, yeah, we can use the sword. We're happy to use the sword against you. Can you imagine? When Esau was rotting away and his evil was revealed, Yitzhak said, you'll use the sword and you'll get a blessing in war. And they said, fine, that's enough for us. We don't care for anything else. And this is unfortunately the failure of Edom. The Jewish people continue. Respond back to this message. We will go on the high road. You don't want to go into the cities. We'll go around you guys. We'll go in the country. And if we drink from your water, us, even our livestock, we will pay you for it. We just want to go through by foot. We won't even go in. You won't even notice us. We'll go like in the country. And Adam responded, you will not pass. And Moshe, through Ruach HaKosh, divine spirit, knew what they said even before the message got to him the second time. He told the Jews, move away. They turned away. Adam didn't just send the message. They went out with their army to the border to show the Jews we're ready to fight. And, they, and when they got there, the Jews had left already. By the time they got the army together. So what is this? Well, Edom gets something for this. Leighton Pashaski Seitzai. Hashem tells us about certain nations that have a certain bands from joining in the Jewish people. And Edom is one of them. An Edomite can convert, but the third generation, only, third generation convert only then can marry a Jew. Until then, can't marry a Jew because of this. Why is that so bad what Edom did? Think about it. The Jews didn't have to come to you. They came to you. They showed you HaKadosh Baruch was king. You can see that. And not only do you reject that, but you don't want anything to do with that. And you show antagonism to the Jewish people and hatred, despite the fact that you know the truth for that. You're going to have a certain ban. But one thing we have to realize is that the nation of Edom was lost, but the individuals weren't. There were some great people that came from Edom. There was Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir, one of the greatest Mishnah rabbis who existed. There was Unculus, who translated the Old Torah into Aramaic and it's printed alongside in our Chumashim today. There was great Gedolim throughout the generations who emerged from European countries. How many converts we have collected from Europe, America, and Eastern Europe as well. And this is from Edoim. This is all from Edoim. So there's great power in Edoim. Unfortunately, as a nation, they are will go to their destruction. But in terms of the individuals, there are greatness here. Now, let's take a step back. What does this show us about our interaction with the nations? So first of all, we see from here something important. And that is, we do not missionize. But we are here to be an example to the nations about God and serving Hashem. That's why we call Orlegoyim, a light to the nations. What is light? Light is Torah. We don't missionize to them because they don't have to convert. But we want to demonstrate to them. Show them the way of life and truth and create Kiddush Hashem. And what does Moshe do? He doesn't say, what are you guys' hobbies? 
pastimes. Let's go and play what you play, eat what you eat, drink what you drink, do what you do. No. He says, look at what God did and look how we got out of Mitzrayim. It had nothing to do with arms or anything. All it was, was tefillah. That was it. That was it. Nothing else. This is the blessing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us. We are to be the ambassadors of God in this exile. We are to be the ambassadors of God. Says the Rambam. One of the reasons why we have been spread throughout the world. And we've been spread throughout the world. <laughs> and I mean throughout the world. About 150, 160 countries, I don't even know, is to bring in converts. What do you mean to bring in converts? We're not going and proselytizing and missionizing. No, you're right. But we're there to be examples to everybody. And we're there to show them what Torah is about by example now we are. One second. I have to just um, plug this. It's about to die. Pause one minute. Okay, we'll carry on from there. Sorry about that. Welcome to uh, South Africa. <laughs> and this year goes on the uh, podcast. So we have listeners from around the world. I don't think they're so quite used to uh, hearing a shear. <laughs> there's, a, there's a question whether anything's going to last. Because of the load shedding. Okay. So this is, says the Rambam, our mission. Our mission is to go and be the example to show people there's a God in the world. Now, this also teaches us about what our role is as Jews. Rev. Noach Isaac Albaum, Schlitter, he said something very, very beautiful. He said that if a person would realize what a merit it is to be a Jew. To be a Jew. He says, how can you ever fall into sorrow? How can you ever be upset and fall into a down? And, and, and you know, and to feel all low. Because we are hidden. We are Jews. We are people that in Hashem's eyes are born in children of God. And we are his representatives. We are aristocrats. There's a story. Simcha Bunim Cohen was once by his wife's grandfather, Rav Miller Zatzal. And it was there Friday night. And Rav Miller served the fish. They served the fish. He ate it. And Rav Miller said, No, what were you thinking when you ate the fish? He said, Well, he's thinking the Rebbitson's a good cook. He said, That's true, but you missed something. Why do we only eat kosher fish? Because we're aristocrats. We have a special position. Hashem said that the Jewish people need to eat different things. Because of our uniqueness, our, our, our closeness to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, and our heightened role that we play. This is what we see over here. The Jewish people that emerged from Egypt. We hadn't had much to do with any nations at all. And here we see an example of what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to go. We're supposed to benefit the country. We're supposed to give benefit and show them you're only going to get benefit when you help Hashem's children. Show them that there's a God in the world and that He's running the world. You know, one thing that hurts me is if I, if 
I wish there'd ever be a politician, a Jewish politician, who would get up at a big event, a big conference, United Nations, or wherever it is, a big uh, you know, gathering of great powers, and stand up and say, after all the speeches and all the nonsense that gets said, with all the different political analysts and ideas and everything, just get up and say, I want you to know something. Ultimately, God is the one who decides who is successful here or not. And you know why this war happened, all this happened? Because God willed it. Yes, they chose. If they chose to be evil, they will be punished for that. But the success or lack of success is purely and utterly in God's hand. I, I wish that someone would stand up who won an award or won a sports game. And instead of saying, you know, oh, we played so well, we were so strong, to get up and say, thank you, God, for giving me the strength and the ability. What a kiddush Hashem, what a sanctification of God's name that would be. That's what we need to look at and think about. And if we learn from this little piece, which seems to be a failure, it was not a failure at all. Because Moshe instilled in the, in the world a concept of God. The word spread. And even though the nation failed, but the individual Edomites, there were those who later converted the Jewish people and enriched us with Torah, with greatness, etc. You know, now is a whole discussion in South Africa about the elections coming up. You know, that's why uh, load shedding hasn't been as bad, right? Because everybody wants your vote, right? Everybody wants your vote, yeah? And especially the government. The government wants the votes. And therefore people are talking, what, how, when, elections, etc. So I want to say the following. When it comes to a vote in elections, I'm not telling you who to vote for, not to vote for, but I'll tell you one thing which is very important. And that is, who does Hashem want you to vote for? Who does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want? Who would He choose to get in? And that's going to be dependent on two things. Number one, what are the ideals of the party? Are the ideals of the party godly ideals, spiritual ideals, religious ideals? Or is it just you do whatever you like? And the second thing is, is the party, does the party support the Jews of Israel? And don't tell me, like some people say, well, if the party doesn't like Israel, it doesn't mean they don't like Jews. Come on. Call a spade a spade, as they say. Open your eyes. So therefore, I'm just putting out there, based on the Pasha, we're living in South Africa now. As any Golis, as any exile, who does Hashem want us to put pen to paper for? Anyone who carries those two conditions. Someone who is more spiritual, more conservative in the outlook. And of course, someone who backs the Jewish people. This is the merit we have. You know, for a few thousand years, we never had any say in government at all. The kings were there. And even when they gave votes, they didn't give votes to Jews. Jews were excluded. Only later, the last couple hundred years, and in some places and less in other places, 
This is a merit, this is an ability that we have. Hashem should help us use it well. Hashem should bless us to learn from the parsha. Remember the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. We've got to look around and we've got to realize what our role is. We've got to give off light. We've got to give benefit. We've got to create something of substance, contribution to the world. And of course, that is with the Torah HaKadoshah, as well as fostering positive growth in a country. Shem should bless us all. The beautiful week. Lots of electricity. And please God to learn from the parasha well. Thank you, Rabbi. Zagezunt, everybody. So next week you'll be here in Cape Town. That's right.